Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim Emamar Avram Goldhar, and today we're Zechud Sukkah Daf Yud, the first parak Sukkah Shi'ikavoa. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, continuing with the sugya of Sukkah on Gabi Sukkah. The Gemara asks how much space there must be between the schachlers of the lower Sukkah and the upper Sukkah for the lower Sukkah to be puzzle. Rush explains the question that the schachlers have to be far enough apart to be considered two Sukkahs rather than one big Sukkah. Rav Huna said that the lower sukkah is possible if there is at least a tefach of space between the layers. For we find in regard to roofs for tumah that their height is a tefach, meaning to qualify as an oil, the overhang must be at least a tefach in each direction and position at least one tefach above the surface beneath it. Just as we find the measurement of one tefach above the surface in regard to tuma, so to here the two layers of schach need to be separated by tefach in order to be considered two sukkahs. Rav Chisan, Rabbi Rav Huna said, four tefach in the space, for we don't find a significant area of less than four tefachim. To consider the Rishaziyachim or Karmelis, an area must be at least four tefachim wide. Less than that, it's a makam patur. And Shmuel said, ten tefachim kakshira kach pasua. Just as a sukkah's validation is dependent on it being ten tefachim, so too is the ability to cause a psul is dependent on it being ten tefachim high. Rashi explains this to mean that if the above sukkah is not ten tefachim high, it's not a kosher sukkah, and therefore will not puzzle the bottom sukkah. Point number two, the next Mishnah states that if one spread a sheet over schach because of the sun or beneath it because of falling leaves, the sukkah's puzzle. In the Gemara, Rav Chisa said, but where it's spread to decorate the sukkah, the sukkah's kosher. Rashi explains that a sheet spread for decorative purposes does not earn a schach designation, and therefore will not be postal to sukkah. The Gemara brings a machokas amarayim regarding noi sukkah muflagi mimenu arba, sukkah decorations spread out beneath the schach that are removed from the schach by four tfachim. Rav Nachman says the sukkah is kosher, and Rav Chis and Rabba Baruch Huna hold that it's puzzle. Rashi explains that Rav Chis and Rabba Baruch Huna hold that any decoration for tefachim away from the schach is viewed as independent of the schach above it, and therefore the person sleeping inside the sukkah is considered beneath a tent formed by the sheet and not in the sukkah proper. Rav Nachman holds that since the sheets are hung for the purpose of decorating the sukkah, they're bottled to the schach. And point number three, Rav Huda said in the name of Shmuel, Mutalisham Bakila Basukkah, Afubisheshka Gag, Bahushainu Gavoa Sara. One may sleep under a kila canopy spread around a bed in a sukkah, even though it has a flat roof, provided, provided that it's not ten falchim high off the surface of the bed. Rav Tachlifa Baravimi said in the name of Shmuel, Hayashim Akila Arum, Motsi Rosha, Hutzla Kila, Makor Kriyashma. One who sleeps naked within a kila canopy may poke his head outside the canopy and recite the Shema. Rush explains that if the canopy was deemed an oil and a self-defined area, then the person's head would be in the area where the majority of the body is located, and he would not be permitted to recite the Shema while naked. Shmuel is coming to teach that since this canopy is not deemed an oil, since it's lower than ten fachim, it's seen as a mere covering of his body like a garment, and therefore he may stick his head outside the canopy and recite the Shema. So once again, the three points are number one. Continuing with the sugi of sukkah, agabi sukkah, the Gemara asks how much space there must be between the schach layers of the lower sukkah and the upper sukkah for the lower sukkah to be puzzled. Rush explains the question that the schach layers have to be far enough apart to be considered two sukkahs rather than one big sukkah. Rav Huna said that the lower sukkah is possible if there's at least a tefach of space between the layers, she can metzina tuma tefach, where we find regard to roofs for tuma that their height is a tefach, meaning to qualify as an ohel, the overhang must be at least a tefach in each direction and position at least one tefach above the surface beneath it. Just as we find the measurement of one tefach above the surface in regard to tuma, so too here the two layers of schach need to be separated by a tefach in order to be considered two sukkahs. 
Rav Chisdan Rabba Baravuna said four tefachim this base. Shulmatzinu makam chashu pakus marabav. For we do not find a significant area of less than four tefachim to be considered a rishus yachid or carmel. He said an area must be at least four tefachim wide. Less than that, it's a makom patur. And Shmuel said ten tefachim kakshera kach pasua. Just as the sukkah's validation is dependent on it being ten tefachim, so too its ability to cause a psul is dependent on it being ten tefachim high. Rashi explains this to mean that if the above sukkah is not ten tefachim high, it's not a kosher sukkah, and therefore it will not puzzle the bottom sukkah. Pointing to the next Mishnah states that if one spread a sheet over the schach because of the sun or beneath it because of falling leaves, the sukkah's puzzle. In the Gemara, Rav Chista said, but where it's spread to decorate the sukkah, the sukkah's kosher. Rush explains that a sheet spread for decorative purposes does not earn a schach designation, therefore it will not invalidate the sukkah. The Gemara brings Malchokas Amarayim regarding noi sukkah muflagim imeno arba, sukkah decoration spread out beneath the schach that are removed from the schach by four tfachim. Rav Nachman says the sukkah is kosher, and Rav Chista and Rabba Rav Huna hold it's puzzle. Rush explains that Rav Chista and Rabba Rav Huna hold that any decoration for tefachim away from the schach is viewed as independent of the schach above it, and therefore the person sleeping inside the sukkah is considered beneath a tent formed by the sheet and not in the sukkah proper. Rav Nachman holds that since the sheets are hung for the purpose of decorating the sukkah, they're battled to the schach. And point number three, Rav Yudah said in Amish, Mutawisham Bekiwa Besukkah Afobisheshua Gag. One may sleep under a kilo canopy spread out around a bed in a sukkah, even though it has a flat roof, provided that it's not ten fachim high off the surface of the bed. Rav Tachlifa Baravimi said in the Mishmul, Hayashim Bekila Arum Motzi Rosho Chutz Lekila Bekor Kriyashma. One who sleeps naked with a kilo canopy may poke his head outside the canopy and recite the Shema. Rashi explains that if the canopy was deemed an ohel and a self-defined area, then the person's head would be in the area where the majority of his body is located, and he would not be permitted to recite the Shema while naked. Shmuel's coming to teach that since this canopy is not deemed a tent, since it's lower than tent fachim, it's seen as a mere covering of his body like a garment, and therefore he may stick his head outside the canopy and recite the Shema. All right, so now we go to our Simran Daf Yud, and our standard Simran is a minion of Yidden. A minion of Yidden. So here goes. The minion of Yidden playing to Davin in the lower sukkah that was separated from the upper sukkah by lesson at Tafach were busy hanging decorative sheets for Tfachim below the schach and installing nine Tfachim kilo canopy beds for reciting the Shema. Once again, it's motion. The minion of Yidden, minion of Yidden, that must mean we're Dav Yud. The minion of Yidden playing to Davin in the lower sukkah that was separated from the upper sukkah by less than a tefach, which reminds us that continuing with the sukkah of sukkah gabi sukkah, the Gemara asks how much space there must be between the schach layers of the lower sukkah and the upper sukkah for the lower sukkah to be invalid. But she explains the question that the schach layers have to be far enough apart to be considered two sukkahs rather than being one big sukkah. Three opinions are given. One tefach learned from Ole Tumah, four tefachim, which are considered makum chashuv, or ten tefachim, which is the minimum shear to be makshir sukkah, can also puzzle it. So the minion of Yidden playing to Davin in the lower sukkah that was separated from the upper sukkah by less than a tefach were busy hanging decorative sheets for tefachim below the schach, which reminds us that the next Mishnah states that if one spread a sheet over the schach because of the sun or beneath because of falling leaves, the sukkah's puzzle. In the Gemara, Rav Chisa said, but where it's spread to decorate the sukkah, the sukkah's kosher. Rashi explains that a sheet spread for decorative purposes does not earn a schach designation and therefore will not invalidate the sukkah. The Gemara brings Malchokas and Marayim 
regarding noise sukkah that are spread up beneath the schach that are removed from the schach by four tvachim. So the minion of Yidin praying to David in the lower sukkah that was separated from the upper sukkah by less than a tefach were busy hanging decorative sheets for tvachim below the schach and installing nine tvachim kilo canopy beds for reciting the Shema. Which reminds us that one may sleep under a kilo canopy spread out around a bed in a sukkah, even though it has a flat roof, provided that it is not ten fucking high off the surface of the bed. Rav Tachliva Baravimi said in the Mishma that one who sleeps naked within a kilo canopy may poke his head outside the canopy and recite the Shema. Since it's lower than ten fucking, it's seen as a mere covering of his body, like a garment, and therefore he may stick his head outside the canopy and recite the Shema. So once again, the minion of Yidin planning to daven in the lower sukkah that was separated from the upper sukkah by less than a tefach were busy hanging decorative sheets for tefachim below the schach and installing nine tefachim kilo canopy beds for reciting the Shema. Alright, now it's time for four blot back Chazara. Daf Vav. So the simmer Daf Vav is a sword. So here goes. The sword salesman, sword salesman, that must learn Daf Vav, sword. The sword salesman who masterfully uses high-priced sword to chop design meaning according to their different shiurim, which reminds us that Rav said shiurim chetzitzin mechitzin halacha moshmisinai, and the Gemara challenges this, stating that shiurim in fact arises based on the pasuk of design meaning, where each of the seven fruits is a unit of measure for some halacha, but concludes since these shiurim are not written explicitly in the Torah, the pasuk is just an asmachta. So the sword salesman who massively uses high-priced sword, the chop design medium according to their different shiurim, had tar on the majority of his hair, which reminds us the laws of chetzitzah are in fact the rices, and the Rav's assertion that the laws of chetzitzah are halacha moshmisinai was referring to a halacha that something on one's hair is only chetzitzah if it covers the majority of the hair and one objects to it being there, such as dry blood, ink, clay, or tar. If one doesn't object to the object being on his hair, it's considered as part of the body. So the sword salesman who massively uses high-priced sword, the chop design medium according to the different shiurim, had tar in the majority of his hair and did his demonstrations out of a sukkah with two proper walls and a third wall that was just a tefach. Which reminds the Machos being the Rabban Rabbi Shim, whether a sukkah requires two proper walls and the third wall can just be a tefach or three proper walls and the fourth wall can be a tefach is based on the three times the word sukkos is mentioned and the question of whether yeshe'emu masoros or yeshe'emu mikra, whether words in the Torah are expounded based on the way they are written or the way they are pronounced. Dav Zayin. So the Simmer Dav Zayin is a clay zayin, a gun. So here goes. The gun enthusiast, gun enthusiast, that must be run Dav Zayin, gun. The gun enthusiast who uses tefach thick gun as a third wall even on Shabbos, which reminds us that Rabbah said a sukkah with a tefach long third wall is also permitted to carry in on Shabbos. Migudi have yadofim in your sukkah, have yadofim in your Shabbos, since it has the status of a wall. In regard to Hilchasukah, it has the status of a wall in regard to Shabbos as well, even though in a regular Shabbos it would be considered a Rishus Arabim. So the gun enthusiast who uses Tefach the gun as a third wall even on Shabbos enjoyed his meal in the sukkah with walls that let in plenty of light, which reminds us there's a Malchokas whether the walls of the sukkah must provide shade like schach, which is understood to be centered on the meaning of the Pasuk about the parochas. Rabbi Yoshio holds that the lesson of Vesakosa is mentioned regarding the parochas, and we learn that even mechitzas have to provide shade. The Rabbans say the walls do not have to provide shade, and understand the Pasuk to mean only that the parochas should be bent over slightly on top so that it appears roof-like. So the gun enthusiast, who uses tefach the gun as a third wall even on Shabbos, enjoyed his meal in the sukkah with the walls that let him plenty of light while wondering how his neighbors were doing sitting inside their massive Diras Keva. Which reminds that Abai listed several Tanaim who maintain that a sukkah must be a fixed dwelling at Diras Keva, meaning that it must be at least 4 by 4 amos in area, the walls must provide shade, it can be higher than 20 amos, and have at least 3 proper walls, with the fourth one being a tefach.
Dav Ches. So the similar Dav Ches is Chala. So here goes. The annual Chala bake sale. Chala. That must be one Dav Ches. Chala. The annual Chala bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, which reminds us on Dav Zayin on the base where Yochanan said that a sukkah, a sukkah that's made round like an oven, if there's enough space in their circumference to seat 24 people, it's valid. And the Gemara goes to an extensive analysis of how Rabbi Yochanan came up with this figure. So the annual Chala bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, right behind the two potter's huts, one within the other, which reminds us, the Rebbe Levi reported in the name of Rebbe Meir that two potter's huts, one within the other, the inner one is not a valid sukkah and is chayv in mezuzah, while the outer one is a valid sukkah and is putter from mezuzah. The Gemara asks why the outer hut is putter from mezuzah, since it can be considered a base shar for the inner hut and be chayv in mezuzah, and answers, Mishum because a potter's hut is not a permanent structure. So the inner hut is considered too inconsequential to view a room, which leads to it as a base shar. So the annual chala bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, Right behind the two potter's huts, one within the other, attracted the attention of Goyim women and Kusim, as well as shepherds, fig watchers, and city watchmen, which reminds of the two groups of sukkos, Gambach and Rakbach. Gambach, Goyim, Nashim, Behem, and Kusim thought his sukkos were severe because they were permanent, and the Tana of Rakbash, Roim, Kayatzim, Burgenim, and Shomi Peros thought his were superior because they were B'nei Chiyuva. Davtes, so the simmer Davtes, is a teapot. So here goes. The little old lady's having a tea party, tea party. That must be on Davtes, teapot. The little old ladies having a tea party in a suk yeshana, who proudly remind each other not to get hana from its sanctified walls, which reminds us, there's Malchus Beisham Beisil, whether a suk yeshana is kosher, and Beisil learns from the Pasuk, Chag HaSukha Shivas Yamim Hashem, that a sukkah is asubahana all seven days. Rabbi Yudah Ben-Mesera says, Kashem Shechal Shem Shemai Malchagiga, Kachal Shem Shemai Malchagiga, from the juxtaposition of the word Chag, signifying the Chagiga, and sukkahs, we learn that just as the Chagiga is sanctified to Hashem, so to the sukkah is Hashem. So the little old ladies having a tea party in a sukkah yeshana, who proudly remind each other not to get hana from its sanctified walls, had no idea they were sitting under a tree, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, If one builds a sukkah under a tree, it's as though he built it inside his house, which means that it's possible. And when Rabbah said, this was taught only in regard to a tree whose shade is greater than its sunlight, but if the tree is so sparse that its sunlight is greater than its shade, the sukkah is kosher, the more challenges him, saying that if the tree's sunlight is greater than its shade, it should be puzzle, since he's being with star of kosher schach, with puzzle schach. Well, Papa answers the mission refers to a case where he lowered the tree branches and intermingled them indistinguishably with the kosher schach, which can be done with chachila. So the little old lady's having a tea party in a sukkah yashana, who proudly reminded each other not to get hana from its sanctified walls, had no idea they were sitting under a tree, and that their sukkah was under a sukkah as well. Which reminds us that Mishnah stated, sukkah, A sukkah built on top of another sukkah. The upper one is kosher, and the lower one is puzzle. Was the Pasuk states, in sukkahs you shall dwell, which implies, but not in a sukkah beneath a sukkah, and not in a sukkah beneath a tree, and not in a sukkah beneath a house. The word besukos, without a vav, suggests a single sukkah. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.